Welcome to Common Ground Berlin, a podcast where we dive deeply into issues that matter to you in the German capital and beyond. I'm your host, Soraya Sirhadi Nelson. Our topic this week and next worries people on both sides of the Atlantic. I'm referring to artificial intelligence and how it can be used to manipulate voters and ultimately democracy. Commonly referred to as AI or KI in German, artificial intelligence is the capability of a machine to imitate intelligent human behavior or using computers to do things that traditionally require human intelligence. Politicians and their supporters are not shy about employing cheap and powerful AI tools to produce campaign emails and videos. But what if they use this technology to produce false information, like an automated robocall message in a candidate's voice that instructs voters to cast ballots on the wrong day? Earlier this year, Donald Trump's team on his platform, Truth Social, used AI to fake these comments by TV journalist Anderson Cooper following the former president's controversial town hall event on CNN. That was President Donald J. Trump ripping us a new asshole here on CNN's live presidential town hall. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. On this side of the Atlantic, political parties are wasting no time employing the new technology either. We'll talk about what's happening in Germany and Europe next week. Today's episode is about AI and its manipulation in the United States. I recently traveled to San Francisco to talk to Jim Steyer, who heads the nonprofit children's advocacy group Common Sense Media. He's also an advisor to the Biden administration on artificial intelligence and met with the president on June 20th. Well, I've spoken with President Biden, not just on the meeting here in June about AI, but also on a couple of other occasions with the key leaders of his team on that. And he asked me primarily about the impact of AI on kids and education and on broader American society. But he does place a particular focus on democracy. There's no question. He's a foreign policy specialist from his many days in the Senate, and I'm glad to see he's focusing on that. And what are your concerns about artificial intelligence? I mean, how do you think AI is affecting democracy? Well, first of all, I think it's important to think of AI as this major new tech platform and evolution in the entire field of technology and its impact on all of us and on society. I frequently compared it to the advent of social media, which was a huge deal and which the U.S. government completely blew and did nothing about. And again, I'm the founder and CEO of the leading tech advocacy group in the United States. And it's so disappointing to see the lack of federal government leadership on these issues. I'm not talking about President Biden, per se. I'm really going back to as early as probably President Bush and then definitely the President Obama and certainly the fact that Trump did nothing about any of this area. But the truth is, there's been this complete void in federal policymaking on major tech issues, which is why, for example, we wrote the consumer privacy law in California in 2018, because the federal government completely failed to act. And at that point, Bruce Reed, who is now the chief domestic policy advisor and deputy chief of staff to President Biden was working as the key political partner of Common Sense Media. And we made a decision to sponsor and then pass the law in California on privacy because we knew that the federal government was so dysfunctional. So now you flip forward to AI, and it's critical that we look at the impact of technology and democracy. But 
I'm skeptical as to whether Congress will get its act together on these issues because they're so bitterly divided on partisan terms. I'd heard there was supposed to be a bipartisan commission that two congressmen had drafted a bill on. Do you think that Congress can actually come up with an effective bipartisan commission to develop a strategy for regulating AI? Who knows? Here's the truth. The track record is pathetic, if you really look at it. And by the way, part of it is because one of the parties, in my opinion, has been so dysfunctional and so drifting into other absurd areas of policy that they haven't focused on the big challenges facing America. But bottom line is Washington, particularly at the congressional level, has just failed on so many of these issues. That said, based on my conversation with President Biden and his top staff over the past few months, I'm confident that they recognize this is a very important issue. And for the president particularly, he cares about the impact on democracy. So now I'll answer your original question about democracy and AI. As a political science professor at Stanford, I teach law and politics and civil rights and stuff for many years. It's sort of my side job, but I've been a professor there for a long time. And so I really do look at this as much through the lens of being a Stanford professor as I do uh, being the head of Common Sense Media. So I think the biggest factor in the democracy issue and AI is the fact that AI has the potential to massively exacerbate the issues around misinformation, disinformation, and falsehood. So to me, looking back over the course of American history, this is the most fragile time for American democracy since the Civil War. I've been saying that in my Stanford classes for about four or five years now, and then it all blew up on January 6th. But you could even see that coming before then. And by the way, this is well before the advent of AI. But we saw the 2016 election massively impacted by Russian electoral interference, disinformation campaigns, etc. We've also seen, because of the nature of our tech platforms, particularly the social media platforms, but also to some extent the traditional media environment, you've seen people basically retreating into echo chambers with one point of view only. And in some of those echo chambers, they're fed complete garbage, misleading, dishonest, non-factual stuff. But this is actually affecting millions and millions of Americans, millions and millions of voters. And it has skewed some of the political discourse and definitely exacerbated the political partisanship in this country. AI will be that on steroids. So when you think about the challenges to our democracy that have occurred in the last decade and were unfolded in front of all of our eyes on January 6th and have been unfolding over the past few years since January 6th. When you put AI on top of that and the increased capacity for misinformation, disinformation, deep fakes, false material that AI clearly presents, we have a world of hurt on our hands unless we're on top of it. And I definitely believe that President Biden understands that. And the question is, what is the role of the federal government and even state governments and then all of us as citizens to prevent that from happening? But some of President Biden's critics question whether his administration even understands what AI is. They called out Vice President Kamala Harris for her explanation of artificial intelligence last month during a meeting in Washington, D.C. And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught 
And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. I asked Jim Steyer if such stumbles by senior U.S. officials show the administration is in fact behind the curve when it comes to AI, or whether it demonstrates a generational gap. In other words, do younger people understand AI better than older ones? That's a good question, and I think the answer is it's both. I would not put it on Vice President Harris at all. In fact, she's probably better educated than most of the people in Congress. I mean, it was like when you watch these guys get up in front of the Senate or the House and ask questions about the Internet, and you could see that the representatives knew nothing. And by the way, I think it is an age factor. You know, you have people now, 90-year-old senators, who should have long since retired, in my opinion, and they don't know anything about this, right? They can't even turn on their computer or their phone. And so for the idea for them to be really sophisticated players in terms of regulating these extraordinary technology platforms, it's mind-boggling. So age is, I actually think the age of the politicians is a factor. And I think the fact that here living in Silicon Valley and being a Stanford professor and having some of my students having built all these companies, you know, this is moving at warp speed. And these guys can't even agree on a budget. They certainly can't agree on any major regulatory structure of the tech industry. So I think you have the age factor, the lack of information. And it's why the White House does have an important role here in the United States, because I think they can do a lot of stuff through the executive branch that could fill in between now and 24. But you also have to look to Europe, because I think we have an office in Brussels, in London. We very much think that Europe is ahead of the curve on privacy. It's going to be ahead of the curve and check regulation generally. It's going to be ahead of the curve on AI. We're involved right now in the AI law that's being done in Brussels. And I think that matters. It's not as important as the U.S. taking it on because the companies are based here, not in Europe. But it certainly helps. What we're going to see in the next 12 months before the election, hard to say. But I think that the White House is an important role. I think Europe, ironically, has an important role. And I think the public and informed groups like Common Sense have a very important role in putting the pressure on the big companies. So what do you think should happen with artificial intelligence from a regulatory standpoint? Common Sense Media uh, helped convene a presidential task force, the Commission on the Future of Tech, in 2021, uh, which I co-chaired with Governor Deval Patrick from Massachusetts and former Secretary of Education Margaret Spellings. And we looked at a range of solutions around how tech is impacting our society. This sort of predated artificial intelligence, but we knew it was coming. One of the biggest recommendations we had is that there should be a new regulatory agency that just focused on tech. So if you look at the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, they're hopelessly antiquated in terms of the coverage. They go back to the 1930s. They're the era of radio and the advent of television. And quite frankly, the regulatory structures have not kept up. So just as we created a Department of Homeland Security, and then we also created the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, there should be a much more modernized regulatory approach. And actually, Senators uh, Elizabeth Warren and Lindsey Graham have proposed a new digital regulatory agency. And we had proposed that earlier in, this, in the Commission on the Future of Tech that we presented to the president in early 2022. So actually, I think there needs to be a new regulatory structure, and there should be an agency that is much more 
up to date as opposed to building off structures that were literally put in place 100 years ago, way before there was TV, let alone the internet and social media and now AI. So you really have to do a top to bottom overhaul. But the problem is Congress is so dysfunctional. So in the interim, I think the president has to take a major lead. He could convene a bipartisan commission himself. And I think you need to see major leadership from the president, hopefully Congress, and then civil society leaders like Common Sense Media. But do you think that this new agency or whatever else the Biden administration or Congress might be planning will be in place before the 2024 presidential election? No, I really do not. But I do think Europe will move quickly. We have an office in Brussels. I think England is going to, the UK will have laws in place. And I think potentially one major state, the one that I happen to live in and where we have a very lead political role in terms of tech regulation, may also act. Do I think Congress will act between now and then in a meaningful way? I do not. That's a sad statement, by the way. They should. It's in all of our best interest. This is not a partisan issue. Democracy is what we all and our children and grandchildren all depend upon. And the idea that our elected officials in Washington cannot get their act together to do what's important for the American public and for our fundamental democracy is an absolute travesty. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll hear more about the U.S. struggle with artificial intelligence and the impact on the upcoming elections. Stay tuned. Hello, Common Ground Berlin listeners. My name is Kari. And my name is Manuel. And if you are learning German, you may have come across our Easy German videos on YouTube where we interview strangers in the streets of Berlin. But did you know that we also have a podcast to help you learn German? On the Easy German podcast, Kari and I chat about daily life in Germany. We break down German expressions and recommend resources to help you become fluent. And if you decide to become an Easy German member, you'll get some nice extras. To listen, just search for Easy German in your favorite podcast app, or head to easygerman.fm. I'm Rachel Tausendfreund, one of the hosts of the German Marshall Fund's podcast, Out of Order. Join our conversations with leaders and experts on what the dark side of tech does to democracy, how the pandemic shapes geopolitics, and other topics of global order and disorder. You can find our episodes and miniseries at gmfus.org or wherever you find your podcasts. We are the German Marshall Fund of the United States, strengthening transatlantic cooperation since 1972. Welcome back to Common Ground Berlin. I'm Soraya Sarhadi Nelson, and we are talking about artificial intelligence and what impact it will have on next year's presidential election and American democracy. It's not unlike the impact social media platforms had on the last elections, or the role it played in the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. That infamous attack, spurred by Donald Trump and his supporters' claims that he'd been cheated out of a second term, resulted in charges against more than a thousand rioters from nearly all 50 states. Jim Steyer of Common Sense Media, who advises President Biden on artificial intelligence, described in my recent interview with him in San Francisco the problems arising from social media from a regulatory standpoint. 
I asked them whether we are seeing a repeat of those problems with AI, with companies fighting regulation of that technology, much as they did with social media. Yes, I think that even with the most well-intentioned corporate leadership, their fundamental motives drive towards profit and, if you will, money and big-scale power. So I think they will ultimately, and there are only a handful of really big players right now, obviously it's going to be Google, Microsoft, OpenAI, which is partnering with Microsoft, Apple, probably Facebook, um, unfortunately, because I think they're the least responsible, and then maybe some of the smaller companies. But yes, these guys are in the middle of an AI gold rush right now. They're looking to establish dominant market positions. And while I think that some of the leadership in these companies are quite attuned to some of the risks and the downside risks, I think you particularly see that coming out of some of the top Google executives from Sundar Pichai on down, who I actually think has been a quite a responsible leader of that company. You see Sam Altman, who's been in this office a number of times to chat about this. I think they're aware, but I think ultimately they're going to be driven like all companies by the success of their businesses, their profit, and even their broader, if you will, power and leadership in the landscape of AI. So that's why you have to have strong regulatory and public interest efforts. Let's talk a little more about the role AI could play in the 2024 elections. Will its role be to mislead? Well, hopefully by then there will be some system of identification of what is fake and what is AI generated. We're involved in high level discussions with some of the key players, there are only a handful of them right now, about how to mark AI generated content, including false content. And obviously there's a carryover here to the social media realm because we failed to regulate the fact that in many cases, let's use Facebook as an example, because they were definitely the worst offender. And in my opinion, they're the scariest platform in terms of AI as well, because of the lack of really thoughtful leadership at the top of the company. But they enabled, as did other platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, go down the list, enabled a ton of misleading, misinformation, disinformation on so many different topics. And again, people are existing in their own little isolated echo chambers. And social media has been the significant driver of all of that. So I think that at the top of all those companies, they have an extraordinary responsibility to American society and global society to be far more responsible about this. And Uh, Therefore, we pressure them very directly and very heavily to act even without government regulation and government authority, because you would hope that they care about the future of our democracy here in the United States and around the world, and you would hope that they would understand that this uh, new technology has the unparalleled ability to amplify all sorts of false, misleading things that could undermine democratic norms and elections like we've seen over the past years. So this is a huge challenge, and it's incumbent upon the companies themselves to do a far better job and to put the public interest over pure profit, and it's also incumbent upon civil society organizations like Common Sense to be major players in this, and then the government needs to do their part here and around the world. Are there particular candidates at this point for the presidential election that you see as being particularly adept at manipulating AI? I can't say particular candidates. It's clear to us that the Russians definitely manipulated information during the 2016 campaign and tried to do that in 2018 and 2020, okay? 
So you tell me who the candidate is who's most closely associated with Russia. That's all I would say. And who continues to make absurd pronouncements about Vladimir Putin's trustworthiness and other stuff. So I think you have foreign entities that are trying to disrupt our elections for various reasons. And I believe there are one or two candidates who have been associated with those foreign entities in a despicable way, which will dishonor their reputation forever. That said, I think that none of the candidates that I've seen have really taken a big leadership position on this. I guess if you call President Biden a candidate, I'm thinking more as a candidate. It is clear that in the last six months or so, he and the top leaders of his inner circle have recognized how impactful AI is going to be have the meetings that they had with me and a handful of other leaders here in California, have asked the heads of the companies to come to the White House on multiple occasions, have tried to drop sort of voluntary principles, voluntary commitments. That's a step in the right direction. So I do believe that the Biden administration recognizes the enormity of this and is trying to move forward on it. And that's significant just like I think some of the European governments, the EU and individual countries recognize this. Clearly, President Macron does. Clearly, uh, Rishi Sunak does in Great Britain. The new chancellor of Germany knows this is coming. So I think there is some leadership, but we need far more. You're an American voter and have some expertise in the role of artificial intelligence in American society. How would you advise other U.S. voters to protect themselves against being manipulated by AI if there's no regulatory agency or little else to guide them come next year? One is get out of your echo chamber. Part of it is is try to try to and, and also don't believe everything you read and see on the Internet and on your social media platforms. And even now, it's sad to say, even on some of the broadcast and cable news programs, because there is an absolute scary amount of falsehoods that are perpetuated hourly, if not minute by minute, on these various platforms. Is there one that stands out for you? Well, I think in the cable area, I think Fox News has done the world a massive disservice, not for political reasons, but because they've been the fountain of misinformation and disinformation repeatedly, and they know better. And if you look at the trial that went down recently where they were helped, where they paid $800 million in damages to Dominion, they obviously knew they were lying and that their on-air talent was lying, and they went ahead. So I just call them out, not for political reasons, but because they just lost and settled an $800 million lawsuit about fabrication. Incredible, by the way. Shameful. I wonder what the corporate board of that company thinks of the leadership. And they, they have exited a few people since then, but still. I just think you see it. I think the platforms have done a very poor job overall, Facebook being the worst. By the way, I'm quite concerned about Facebook. I know their new name is Meta, but I still think of them as Facebook. I apologize to them on the air for that. But, you know, I think I'm very concerned about the open source effort that they're promoting. The idea that you would put these massive AI tools, massively powerful AI tools, in an open source context is mind-boggling to me. That means any actor smart enough to use them could use AI at a scale to mislead the public. So I think there needs to be a broader discussion about the use of open source for AI. And again, from my understanding of this, Facebook slash Meta is the company most headed in that direction. That's very scary to me, and they should be held accountable for that, called out for that. Um, This is a real major challenge to our society, and quite frankly, here in the United States and globally, because 
This is the shakiest time for our democracy here in the United States, and quite frankly, for many democracies around the world, significantly because of the failure of social media platforms and the major tech companies to rein in the behavior of people on their platforms. Again, there hasn't been a regulatory scheme over them, so you're sort of counting on them to be good corporate citizens, and you can't always count on that. That's why this is such a hugely important issue and why we should all be concerned about it. Is AI something that can be used to actually enhance democracy, or is it just a tool that poses a danger? You know, at the end of the day, I'm actually a Luddite, and I have four children who know a lot more about technology than me, but I do run the largest kids' advocacy group and tech advocacy group in the world, and it's also helpful sometimes to not be a technology wizard, because you can look at the bigger picture. And quite frankly, Democracy is under assault in this country for many reasons, and actually in other countries around the world. The social media platforms and the large tech platforms have played a significant role in this. Going forward, there is huge challenge ahead and potential for even greater deterioration of some of our most precious democratic norms and institutions. But there is also major opportunity. Because at the end of the day, technology, whether it's AI or social media, is a tool. It is a tool created by human beings and generally controlled by large companies. So in the long run, it's up to us. And in a funny way, I know you think of I'm using this in the vernacular, a lot of this is about common sense. It's about using common sense as we approach these major new technologies. And then thinking about how they could either negatively or positively impact everything from our democracy to our children's education in their future. And so that's why this is so important. This issue is not going away. The next three to five years are going to be absolutely determinative. So for whatever you're worried about today in 2023, in 2025, it's going to be three times as effective and powerful. So we have to get in front of this. There have to be ways that I, as a citizen, can see that this is AI-generated content and where it's graded on its veracity and other stuff. So we have a lot of work to do, and hopefully we will all together come together, use common sense, and move quickly to put the public interest ahead of private economic interests and then the malevolent views of some people who want to use AI to damage, if not destroy, our democracy. That was Jim Steyer, CEO of Common Sense Media, who I interviewed in San Francisco. Tune in next week, and we will continue our discussion about AI and its impact on democracy in Germany and Europe with experts on this side of the Atlantic. One of our guests is a German photographer who duped the judges of a top contest with his AI-generated submission. Thank you for listening to Common Ground Berlin. I'm Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. Our senior producer is Dina El-Sayed, and our social media editor is Stefano Montali. Common Ground Berlin is funded by a grant administered by the German Ministry for Economic Affairs and Climate Action. And our partners are the German Marshall Fund of the United States and Checkpoint Charlie Foundation. All of our episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CG Berlin Podcast.